turn with me in your Bible to the Gospel of John, please. The Gospel of John, in chapter 4. Let me express my thanks to Word of Truth for your ministry here this evening. We have people been blessed, and I trust you have been blessed as you served in Greenspan and in Mervyn. Yes, it is a privilege to have my future mother and father in law singing as well here tonight. Gospel of John, please, in the chapter 4. And this is the story here that we find with the woman of the well that we've been singing about. We're continuing our series, The God You Need to Know. And this evening we're thinking about the God who is passing this way. The God who is passing this way. The Gospel of John, please, in the chapter 4 and the verse 1. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea, and departed again into Galilee, and he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near uh, the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there, and Jesus therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus in the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water, that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus said unto her, Go, call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered, he said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast said, Well, I have no husband, for thou hast five husbands, and he whom thou, whom thou now hast is not thy husband, and that sayest thou truly. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh, when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. And the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah, that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus saith unto her, I did speak unto thee, and he. 
And that upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What seekest thou, or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city. Saith to the men, Come and see a man which told me all things whichever I did. Is this not the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. And we trust the Lord will bless the reading of this word to each of our hearts this evening. For many of you gathered here this evening who have been brought up through the church, this story will be very familiar. It's a story that we've heard at Sunday school and a story that we've heard many, many times told. And I'm not here to tell you things that you don't know or to bring out some kind of hidden realities from this story because it's so well known. It's a simple story. It's a straightforward story. It's a story of the Lord Jesus evangelizing an outcast woman, of her coming to salvation, then being used by God to bring many others in her village to salvation. And this lady, she had an appointment with Christ, and the Lord Jesus Christ, he was passing her way. And I want to say to you this evening, we're, we've been thinking about the God that you need to know. And this evening, we're thinking about the God who is passing this way. Here in our passage this evening, we see that the Lord Jesus and his disciples were traveling, and they're on their way to Galilee. And we have this wonderful statement that we read in verse 4, and we could pass by it very quickly. Because it seems a strange statement for John, who is the writer of this gospel, to say. But he tells us that the Lord must needs go through Samaria. It's important for us to know a little about the politics of those days in order to understand the context of this passage. You see, the Lord Jesus, he was a Jew. And a Jew was, if a Jew was travelling anywhere, they would not walk through Samaria. They would walk around Samaria. They would avoid it. Therefore, the Lord and his disciples travelling through any part of Samaria was a very strange occurrence. The Samaritans hated the Jews. And the Jews hated the Samaritans. It was as simple as that. But when it comes to the Lord Jesus Christ, he loves all men. He loves all people. In fact, he died for you. He died for all. And this evening, as you sit in our meeting, and as you listen, the Lord Jesus, he is here. And he's willing and he's able to save you. If John were to be writing about our meeting this evening, I'm sure he would be able to write these words. The Lord must needs go through Grange. Baptist Church. This lady at the well had an appointment with the Lord Jesus Christ. And dear friend, this evening, you have an appointment with the Lord Jesus Christ. I know that God will speak to you this evening. How do I know that? Because he has promised that every time I open his word, and every time it is read, that his voice speaks. And he has promised that his word does not return on to him. Well, you will hear the voice of God tonight. We've already heard it. We've read his word together. It's the pinnacle of our meeting. It's the most important part of our meeting. We gather around his word to hear from God. And this lady at the well, she had an appointment with the Lord Jesus Christ, who was passing her way. The Lord Jesus was passing through the Samaria. And he's passing through here tonight. He wants to speak to you about your soul. He wants to speak to you about your life. 
He wants to speak to you about your sin. He wants to speak to you about where you'll spend eternity. And he's passing this way. I wonder will you keep that appointment with him this evening. Don't harden your heart if he speaks to you. So often I quoted today if he will hear his voice. Do not harden your heart. <clears throat> I want to know just three things in this story as we seek to proclaim the gospel message here this evening. The first thing I want you to see and notice is we have a, a tragic sinner. A tragic sinner. This woman came to the well to draw water, but she didn't come when all the other women came to the well. The rest of the women came to draw their water early in the morning before the sun would rise high into the sky. They would come when it was still cool. And this well would have, this well it would have been a mile outside at the time, and therefore drawing and carrying the water would have been a lot of heavy work. And these women, they would have came out in the cool of the day. However, the lady in our passage this evening, she was at the well about the sixth hour. We're told that in verse 6. And that was the middle of the day. That was when the sun would be at its hottest. When she knew that nobody, absolutely nobody would be about. So why did this woman not come out with the others? Well, she was filled with shame. The answer is found in verses 17 and 18. She was filled with shame because when the Lord Jesus questioned her, she said, I have no husband. And Jesus answered her and said, You've said, well, you have no husband for your five husbands. And the man you're with at the minute, he isn't your husband. And she was filled with shame. She was a tragic sinner. And because of the way that she lived, she was an outcast socially. The people wanted nothing to do with her, and she was ashamed. I wonder, could it be that there's someone that here, sat here this evening, or maybe you listen in online, and you've done things, and you've said things, and you've thought things that you're completely ashamed of. You wish you could take these things back. And maybe they make you stay away from people and stay away from events. I want you to notice how the Lord Jesus, who knows all things and knew all about this lady, he didn't avoid her. He didn't avoid her. He went to meet her to deal with her shame. I wonder, did you know that the Lord Jesus, he can relieve you of your shame this evening for all eternity. He can take away the guilt from past decisions that you've made. This lady, she was an outcast socially, but also she was an outcast spiritually. In the course of her conversation with the Lord Jesus, he tells her that she was isolated from God. She was an outcast spiritually. I wonder, could it be that you're here this evening and you know you're an outcast spiritually? What do I mean? Well, this lady is a picture of every person who doesn't have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that in our sinful condition it separates us from God. We read in Isaiah 59 verse 2, But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. My friend, if you're outside of Christ, you're in trouble. If you haven't come to that point in putting your trust and faith in the finished work of Calvary, you're in trouble. To be outside of Christ is the most miserable position to be. Your guilt not dealt with. On your way to a lost eternity, no one faithful to depend upon in this life. But not only that, the Bible tells us that without Christ, we lack an ability to pray. To worship and to fellowship with God. For that verse says that in your sin 
He will not hear you. Let me tell you something. The first prayer that the Lord will hear from you is the prayer of repentance. When you bow the knee and turn from your sin and bow the knee at the cross of Calvary and by faith visit there where the Lord Jesus Christ shed his precious blood for you. A word of truth has been singing about that precious blood. Does it not say I love you? The little hymn said written in red. He shed his precious blood for you so that you didn't have to face your guilt. You see, in this story there's a tragic sinner, but there's also a tender saviour. There's a tender saviour. Even with all the knowledge, all the knowledge of the sin that this lady had committed, the saviour didn't reject her. He went and he sat with her at this well. Knowing that she was coming to this well in the middle of the day, the Saviour went out and he was ready for her and she had this appointment with him. She was rejected by men. And yet the Saviour of the world, the God of all eternity, loved her. And maybe you're out in your own this evening. And maybe you've felt so isolated in life recently. And life has been hard. And you feel that this world rejects you and judges you. And here is Christ, willing to receive absolutely anyone. And he's here this evening and he offers his salvation, his mercy to you. He has bought salvation at the cross of Calvary. And he says to you that you must come by faith. I want you to see something important. Firstly, we can notice something about this lady because it says that the Lord knew. The Lord knows every single thing about you. You might be able to hide your sin from the church when you gather. You might be able to even hide your sin from society. But let me tell you, with God, there's no hiding place. He knows all about you. We are all guilty. And God knows all about it. He is the all-knowing God. He knows about your sin. Secondly, we learned that the Saviour tenderly meets with tragic sinners because he meant this lady he must needs go through Samaria. Jesus went to the place, sat at the well, because he wanted to see if this poor woman. And even his disciples in verse 37, when they see the Lord Jesus Christ speaking with this woman, that they're in shock. If Jesus had acted like any other Jew, he would have passed this woman or in her town by and he wouldn't have extended his grace towards them. But instead, grace and salvation was brought to this little town in Samaria. And the Lord Jesus has come to Grace Baptist this evening by his Spirit. He is here and he speaks to you through his word, the Bible, and he offers his free gift of salvation for you. For the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God. This is his gift. The gift of God. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is. And I've got stumped. Excuse me. And the Lord, but the Lord Jesus, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. You know, His gift is eternal life to you. You see, the Lord Jesus uses the water at the well as an illustration. You see, if you and I were to drink of that water, we know that while it quenches our thirst for none. We will thirst again. But the Lord Jesus, he offered this lady something that was going to last for all eternity. 
In Jeremiah 2 verse 13 we read these words for my people have committed two evils for they have forsaken me the fountain of living waters and hewed them out old and old cisterns broken cisterns that have no water. The things we look for for fulfillment in this life the things that this lady was looking for to fulfill her life weren't working for her. Five husbands and her life she wasn't satisfied. She was ashamed of the life she was living. And some of you are listening and you're looking for happiness of the broken cisterns, the cisterns that quickly run dry. You're looking for contentment and you maybe look for them in places like clubs and pubs or maybe you look for contentment on the sports field or you look for it in beauty or you look for it in career progression and job success. Maybe you look for it in riches but none of these things will satisfy you for eternity because you'll leave this world as you came into it with nothing. And the only one that can stand for you in all eternity is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only one that can make you truly satisfied. He's the only one who can quench the thirsting of your soul. And the Lord Jesus, he does care about you. That's why he went to the cross of Calvary for you. And Christ, he can answer your prayers. And he can be with you through the storms of this life. He died in your place. And he rose again for you. And he can set you free. And he can carry your soul to heaven. If you would only put your trust in him. The Lord Jesus can stand for you throughout eternity. What a saviour to come to tonight. He's the God who's passing this way. What does the Lord Jesus offer you? He offers satisfaction and salvation for the soul. He offers you an opportunity to have your sins forgiven. He's offering you the opportunity to be right with God. He's offering you the opportunity to miss hell. Go to heaven when you die. What's the catch? Christ in the catch. He has done all the work. At Calvary, Christ has finished. have done the work. He's done everything that needs to be done. He calls out and he simply wants you to come by faith and put your trust in him. He wants you to believe the Bible and what it says about him. He can save and satisfy your soul. The attractions of the world will lose their grip on you. He wants to save you and satisfy you. He's such a tender saviour. But how in this passage we see a tragic sinner, we see a tender saviour, but we see a tremendous salvation. Maybe you ask tonight, does salvation really do anything for me? This message that you preach, Peter, week in, week out, does it really do anything for me? Well, I want you to see what happened in this lady's life. In a matter of moments, we haven't left the day that this lady places her trust in Christ. I want you to see what it does. Firstly, it changed her activity. All of a sudden she forgot about her mission to go and get some water from the well in verse 7. And now she wants to go and tell other people about this living water that she's experienced. That well that the Lord Jesus spoke about. That, that it says in verse 14, it speaks, But whosoever drinks of that water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. She can't help. The water is springing up out of her and she wants to go and she wants to tell others about this man who saved her soul. And it starts to flow this water out of her because she can't help but speak about her saviour. 
And when you experience the difference that the Lord Jesus makes, you won't be able to keep it to yourself either. You'll want to shout about it. You'll want to tell your work colleagues about it. You'll want to tell your family about it, your friends about it, that the Lord Jesus Christ, he met me and he saved me. Just a note for the child of God to say thing. I wonder if you lost your zeal. I wonder if you lost your burden. When was the last time you spoke to that family member about the Lord and what he can do for them? When was the last time you spoke to that work colleague, that friend that's outside of Christ? As lady, the water was springing up out of her. The joy was there. And she couldn't help but talk about it. Let me tell you, it changed her activities, but it also changed her ambitions. No longer was she running around trying to fulfill her sinful lusts. She was running to tell people about Christ. Not only that, she was inviting others to go and meet Christ. Come see a man which told me all things ever I did. Is this not the Christ? It changed her activities. It changed her ambitions. And it changed her acknowledgement. For when she met the Lord Jesus, she didn't acknowledge him for who he was. When she met him, he was just merely a man sitting at the well. That's at the start of the passage. Just another person. But by the end of the passage, she knew she was dealing with God because she calls him Christ and she calls him Sir. She acknowledges him as Lord of all and she acknowledges him as Lord of her life and she's filled with joy that to lead others to him. And all because Jesus went through Samaria, this woman's soul was saved. And many others. My friend, this is the God passing this way tonight. And could it be that this very night, on Sunday the 12th of February, as the clock goes 8 o'clock, that the Lord wants to be with you and see you this night? You know, you can look and continue to look at the things of this world and try and see if they'll satisfy you for a while. But I'm telling you now, it'll never, ever work. In Acts 4, verse 12, we read these words, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no, none other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. Are you saved this evening? Are you going to heaven? Are you going to be with Christ forever? Is it going to be your testimony that in 10,000 years in eternity will only just be gone? Do you know you're going there? I trust you'll be like the Samaritan woman on that day. And you'll discover the well of water that Christ offers, the one who can quench the thirsting of your soul. Because there is life, and joy, and peace, and power, and glory, and blessed eternity, and so much more, found in Christ. If you're not saved, the Lord Jesus Christ calls upon you right now to come to him, and he'll save you. The Lord Jesus sought out this woman, and met her, and he responded. The Lord Jesus has brought you to this place tonight. They knew you'd be here. Jesus is seeking the wonders yet. Yeah. 
Why do they roam? Love only waits to forgive and forget. Home, weary wanderer home. Wonderful love dwells in the heart of the Father.